Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. So, <laughs> tea time. It's like a tea time jingle now. It's the tea time jingle dance. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to Lovecast Voice Love Podcast. I'm your host, Pixie, and with me are my co-hosts, Alexa and Kayla. Hi. Hello. We're back for episode three of season two. <laughs> I'm so excited every time we film a new episode. It's been like we've, we've had such, it feels like the break has been for months now. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It has, <laughs> and I've missed it so much. Finally, I can talk again. <laughs> so 2021 was an interesting year for BL. Can you call it an overload of BL? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely yeah. been an overload. <laughs> but I feel like it's not even going to compare to the overload we're gonna get this year and i don't know i can barely keep up with 2021 i have so. seen lists comparing 2021 to the projected bls for God. 2022 and the list is even longer this like year double the amount oh it's just my crazy God. like yeah. where are they getting all this funding from yeah <laughs> It's insane, but it like it's getting bigger. It's going to more countries. More people are watching. It's we like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's what we want. Mm-hmm. So it's a good. And thing. with the new year, we obviously need to discuss what's the best and what's the worst. But before we do that, we're gonna go into this week's tea time. Yes. So, <laughs> tea time. It's like a tea yeah, time jingle it's a, now. It's a tea time jingle dance. <laughs> <laughs> so, going on to a little bit of serious topic. For those who have been following us for a while, know about the author, Jamie. We had her and her translator, Ronnie, on for an episode last season, and they are amazing. I've had uh, a lot of contact with Jamie. She is like the loveliest person Mm -hmm. ever. And last year, before summer, we got the news that she was sick. And she, because of that, went offline, obviously. And we got some news from her translator contacting me and just keeping us up to date. And we knew when there was this whole scandal with the whole fan fictions being written into original stories and made into TV shows. It started with Nitty Man, I think. Was I the think first? So. That's when I saw. Yeah, that was yeah. one of the first yeah. talking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it went on this whole rampage. Like, there was a lot of authors hit by this. And it was mostly fans from Thailand having a problem. And from what I saw, it was mostly like K pop stands because these novels yeah. were based off of fan fiction mm-hmm. of 
K-pop groups. <laughs> K-pop groups, um, yeah. So... Jamie was one of the people who were affected by this because she had a novel that sort of started out as a fanfic. She explains it all in her statement, and I would recommend everyone going to read this statement, and we'll, we will link it below because, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it was mm -hmm. a lot to read and just really get an understanding mm -hmm. of everything that has happened to her in the past not even full year, like eight months or so. And it's just, it makes me so angry for mm -hmm. her. Like, that's just yeah. all I felt after I finished reading yeah. it. I was just angry. I mean, she was, she was going through like surgeries and everything. She had cancer and people were like mm -hmm. literally saying on Twitter that she was faking her cancer and like they were going at this woman and She is like seriously the mm -hmm. sweetest woman I have ever talked to. And oh, I I have like I don't understand how people can be so toxic. I feel like reading everything really showcased how quickly BL and K-pop fans and just fandoms in general can just like flip a switch if they're not getting what they want from someone because the mm. fandom that she was talking about were Chris Singto fans, yep. a pariah fandom and reading through the statement, you know, they were talking about her novel and stories she was supposed to write and how the fans had an idea of Chris and Singto mm -hmm. playing these roles and, and if the series came to life and that kind of thing. And then when Jamie went off the grid because of her sickness and kind of stopped writing and things with her professional career mm -hmm. kind of came to a halt. That's when, you know, people started getting angry asking mm -hmm. why she wasn't still writing. Why did she turn her back on the fandom, all this different kind of stuff. And it was just so wild to me to read the way they were tweeting when, you know, mm -hmm. they were getting what they wanted and she was writing their stories and, and working on the collab that she had and, you know, yeah. things were seeming good. And then she got sick and that's mm -hmm. when yeah. it was just, it was insane to see how quickly that flip yeah. that switch yeah. flipped in the fandom on her. And it, it was just like yeah. really hard to read. Yeah. Because she added proof that she had like, she had collected. a lot of proof from Tyve written messages that mm -hmm. she has translated in the statement. And she says like in the statement itself, this is not like half of what she's been getting. And that's yeah. crazy. I knew that she was getting a little backlash. I didn't know it was this bad. Mm -hmm. yeah. and it's really yeah. scary what mob mentality can do mm. to a fandom yeah and over and it, such a small yeah. thing like a something going from a fan fiction <laughs> to an original novel are you kidding me everything we mm -hmm. do in life is inspired by something else every writer artist everyone takes inspiration and from everything else it's not like a proof of skill Like, I cannot write mm -hmm. a fan fiction about, I don't know, yeah, a Ram King fan fiction, and it's gonna be like immediately successful because I'm using Ram King. No, that's mm -hmm. not how it works. Yeah. If that was how it worked, every fanfic writer famous. in the world would be like oh, top tier. Like they're good writers. That's why they get published. The market is yeah. so saturated. There's so many fan fictions and it's so hard to get noticed. Mm -hmm. So I don't understand how they, they think this works. I mean, I'm surprised yeah. that like these authors can even get so much notice for their fan fiction that they get discovered. I mean, it's so hard to get through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, you know, that, you know, if someone's having their works and not even mm -hmm. just one work, you know, multiple works in cases of a lot of these authors being selected to turn into series or novels or whatever, like, yeah. that means there's talent there. It's not just because of whatever mm -hmm. couple or group or whatever that the original fanfic is based on. Like, there's talent there that 
producers are seeing and publishing mm-hmm. houses are seeing and, and other people, professionals yep. in the industry are seeing. Yep. I'm kind of inclined to think that it's not even about the fanfic mm-hmm. and it's just bitterness Jealousy about Kristen Singto mm-hmm. yeah. not getting a new series. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what it feels like to me. Yeah. I feel like all of these instances, it's never truly that the story used to be a fanfic mm-hmm. and it's something more personal yeah. and like vindictive. Yeah. I mean, and not me is getting the your fault. It's not Jamie's fault you're yeah. on a dead ship. <laughs> but like, not me is getting the, the whole fault. thing too. And that's Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what? <laughs> I think like this is a topic that needs thoroughly to be discussed and go through every side of the story and stuff. So yeah. we plan on filming a proper whole episode on this and I also want to go into depth like what Jamie wrote in her statement because like yeah. this is harassment on like a huge level that I cannot level. understand how she even has the like mentality to come online and say thank you to her the people that supported her like I would get like PTSD from opening Twitter if that <laughs> if that was yeah, me like seriously yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah, I just really encourage, like Pixie said, mm-hmm. to read the statement because it was, first of all, she translated everything to English. And I think the English translation alone yep. was like 28 pages worth of her. Just she went through mm-hmm. her sickness in detail. So that is something to consider if you're, you have a hard time reading yeah. about like illness and medical treatment. I would maybe skip over that aspect, but she did talk about her cancer treatment. She talked about the situation with the Pry fandom. And then she did also address the secret mm-hmm. admirer issues in us in a not as mm-hmm. in a more vague manner. Like she yeah. didn't put names out there and, you know, we all mm-hmm. know the names who are involved in that scandal, but you know, she did not mention those names, but she did address the whole secret admirer yeah. television series situation as well. So it's, it's a long read, but mm-hmm. it's, it's 100% worth taking the time to read and just really yeah. getting her perspective and, and understanding mm-hmm. what she's Yeah, And for through. those who are wondering about secret admirer, she did say that it's going to happen. So she didn't want mm-hmm. to quit it because of the actors and everyone involved already started. Like, yeah. So it's happening. And it's going to be interesting to see the actors back and see what they can do with mm-hmm. a proper script mm-hmm. and all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Looking forward to yep. it. I hope that it'll it'll get a fresh start and, and get mm-hmm. done the way it deserves Definitely. to be done. So we are talking about our best and worst BLs of 2021. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting talk. We'll start on a positive note and go through our top BLs, our top three and rotation. And Kayla can start with her number three. So I just want to explain how we broke it down. So we did, we, we figured if we all did individual top five best and top five worst it would end up being like yeah three hour episode (laughs) so we did individual top three favorites because we figured that's where we'd have Mm -hmm. the most variation and then we did a collective top five list of our worst pretty much agree on those 2021 (laughs) because we we had a lot more agreement there so we'll go through our individual top three lists first and then give you guys the juicy stuff with our least Mm -hmm. favorites of the year at the second half of the episode hmm. <laughs> go ahead Kayla I didn't need to jump in <laughs> so my top three for this year number three is not me mm-hmm. I know it just started and we're only three episodes in but <laughs> I think it's already very very promising and so everything about it mm-hmm. is so detailed every mm-hmm. thing that they put in production wise is so intentional from like artwork that's on the wall to like a book that they're holding it's just like so nice to watch it from a production perspective Mm -hmm. and uh, this is like this series is in my brain rent free like it lives there (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what else to say like if you've watched it then you know and I feel like most people are in agreement of just how amazing it is Mm -hmm. I love yeah go ahead all right 
was going to say, I really admire the social and political yes. commentary that they're making with it, especially with the political situation in Thailand right now. The fact that they are in very obvious ways addressing those things. And I've been really enjoying going through like Thai fans on Twitter translating certain aspects of the series and relating them to the real life events that I don't mm-hmm. necessarily know about that happen every day in Thailand. So being able to get that aspect from the series has been really, really cool to watch. And I think is really brave of them to go ahead and like be so head on with the political and social commentary that they're making with the current situation in Thailand. And I think that's made it really stand out Mm -hmm. as a show. Yeah, I was gonna say like the script writing is so bold. Mm -hmm. And I think the fact that Mm -hmm. the story is very topical, because it covers like government corruption, police brutality, class inequality, those are all things that are just so relevant, yeah. like worldwide, but specifically in Thailand, which, yeah, I'm surprised that they were able to air it too. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just so bold of them. Like, good yeah. job, I guess. <laughs> and I feel like Off Gun are like new and improved in this mm-hmm. series. Like, 100%. Yeah. Their performance in this series is unlike anything they've mm-hmm. ever done before. And Off specifically has impressed me so yes. much. Like he has improved yes. so much and you can tell. Mm-hmm. It's such a fresh role from the characters yeah. he's typically gotten to play, specifically in his BL roles. So I feel like it's really given him a chance to kind of show his acting chops in a different way. And it's yeah, really I feel like him. like Off usually like is the comedic relief and it's like a goofy, mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. airheaded uh, character. Type. So yeah. I love that we can finally see him serious. And I know that before, yeah. when the series was announced, a lot of people were skeptical because they didn't think Off could pull it off. Oh, he's but pulling like, it off. Yeah, he is pulling it <laughs> off. Like, oh my God. Like, we all knew Gun was good. Like, Gun is amazing. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah. Off is just, he, yeah, he's going off. <laughs> He's yeah. going off. He's, He's like off. A sleeper. He's go- off. His off is coming off. I love it. But yeah, I think that for me is okay. number three because I just I love seeing yeah. this character who is like slowly becoming radicalized into realizing hmm. how good hmm. he has it and how bad everyone else has it, yeah. and just like how is he gonna go forward mm-hmm. combating that? Mm-hmm. Okay, so my number three, in the complete opposite <laughs> end of the spectrum of not me, my number three was Kieta mm. Hatsukoi, pure fluff, and I loved it. It just, it gave me very reminiscent vibes of Cherry Magic, which was also one of my favorite series of 2020. So just so sweet and so lovable, and Aoki was just the cutest and most pure chaotic bisexual (laughs) character and i just loved him from start to finish all of the comedy and the crazy facial expressions and the just like light fluffy romance and i also really think they did a good job with the secondary characters both hashimoto and akun were very Mm. enjoyable to watch hashimoto was like probably my favorite female character in a series of this year like I'm such a sucker for the like tiny fierce like female characters that will like <laughs> kick your butt type thing and she just like fell into that stereotype perfectly. I thoroughly enjoyed watching it. You guys know I'm a sucker for kind mm. of soft romance series. That's kind of my vibe that I fall into and I feel like this kind of hit that nail right on the head. It just gave me the good fluffy vibes that I needed to end 2020. And it was one of those things where, you know, it was a very PG young romance, but it didn't need Mm -hmm. to be anything more than that. Like it was one of those things where you did get heart floaters just from seeing them finally hold hands and take those Mm -hmm. really small steps. So I just enjoyed watching it from start to finish. And I was so glad that Vicky finally picked it up when it was airing so that it did have an official platform to watch it on. And I hope that a lot more people now will have the opportunity to watch it and just get Mm. all the soft gooiness that comes from it. Yeah, I 
but I yeah, really it's, liked it's how they stuff. managed to pull off like the typical manga vibe without overdoing mm-hmm. it because that's yes. like the typical Japanese yeah. shows not even if it's BL but shows in mm-hmm. general they have like they try to copy manga and it it goes over the top they're the acting is just insane yeah. they're ugh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, we I, we've seen some of those yeah. characters before. But they they managed to pull it off here without making it seem like it didn't belong. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I really yeah. enjoyed that one too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I have one written down for number 3, but I've been like sort of wondering if it should be that one or another one. So, I'll explain. <laughs> I wrote down lovely writer And I kind of, yes, it's going to stay there. But I kind of want to share the space with my beautiful man. Mm. Just just because. (laughs) No, I... That's the only reason. So the thing is, like, lovely, lovely writer, we've talked about this so many times. Like, we've had, like, a whole episode on why two full episodes this series is so good (laughs) and this still holds up i love that show and Mm -hmm. it gave social commentary and it showed the industry without trying to be pretentious or trying like making an obvious money grab or anything like that and the Mm -hmm. acting was on top like yeah the series was so good and kept you engaged and they did this whole the balance of the script was so good like it didn't have any places where you felt like you were sort of tipping off I do get that a lot now watching Mm. BLs if they're not engaging me throughout every episode I kind of end up not watching them every week and, and mm-hmm. picking them up yeah. again later when I feel like it. Yeah. Yeah, I have that struggle. So Lovely Writer was one that I, w- I was waiting for it every week. I watched it when it came out. I just enjoyed it so much. A Beautiful Man just... A lot of people will call it toxic and problematic. But I think like that's the whole value of the show. It's showing like real humans and what they go through and mm. i at some point like you how they act towards in each other is very i think very very japanese it's very culturally like <laughs> a lot of people probably won't understand why they aren't just talking to each other but <laughs> but <laughs> from what i've like know about Japanese culture it's very it looks very real and it's like a situation that Mm. I can imagine could happen which is why I like it and they have growth and it's interesting and the only gripe I have with it is it's too short they could have they could have done so much more with it put some length to it they had the story they had the characters they had everything and like the side characters they could have built on so much but obviously bl in japan Mm. and south korea is yeah still Still. on the (laughs) low end still yeah in the work zone (laughs) yeah so yeah, that those like I feel like I have to say like they're sharing a third place. <laughs> I don't want to take any. Mm, I don't want to take anyone off the list. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I had a I had a problem trying to pick third place too because mm-hmm. I had a tie. But I was like, you know what? Not me is just amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for my number two, I have lovely writer. For all of the reasons that you said. <laughs> Plus, like, I, whenever I watched that series, I felt so validated because mm. they were tackling all the issues that I've been talking about from the start. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. casting discrimination, gay stereotypes, fan wars, stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I just love the cast. Like, I just think they're all great. Personally, mm-hmm. I'm a cow lover. All he had to do was like walk on the screen and I was enamored by his character. Yeah. 
And I feel like this BL has one of the best coming out scenes I've mm. ever seen yeah. in just like mm. any show. Like, that scene it's so with... good like there's nothing simple about it and i appreciate that it has that level of realness that it's mm-hmm. not just like oh i am with this person that's it like there it's mm-hmm. a lot more complicated than that mm-hmm. yep. and you feel that through like the impact that it has but yeah pretty much for all the same reasons mm-hmm. <laughs> pixie said i have lovely writer ranked as my second favorite yeah I won't say anything because spoiler alert, Lovely Writer is also surprise. on my list somewhere. <laughs> surprise, surprise. For my number two, I had Bad Buddy. So, you know, when Kayla said that Not Me has them in a chokehold, that's how I feel about Bad Buddy. Like, I have this show on my brain like 24 7. Like, it's all over my Twitter feed, it's all over my Tumblr dashboard, it's all over Instagram. Like, I feel like everywhere I go, I'm seeing Om and Anand and Pat and Pran and Bad Buddy, and I'm and I love it. Like I'm fully into the Bad Buddy universe, and I just feel like, and I know we've said this before when we've talked about loving shows and they haven't finished airing yet, and <laughs> I don't want to put my foot in my mouth again because we did that with Don't Say No, and we all, we all know where that yeah. ended up, but. Having P.O. on this show, like, I just know that I can trust mm. P.O. Like, he has never let me down before. So I can confidently say that I think this will be a show that will leave a lot of impact on me for a long time. Everything about it, like, the plot is not mm. that complex. You know, it's kind of your basic enemy slash fake enemies to lovers university storyline. But there's just certain elements in it especially Omen and Anon and the chemistry that they have and, you know, the friendship that they have in real life carrying over to the way they have brought their characters to life. And, you know, I think P.O. always does a really great job of telling queer stories mm-hmm. about queer characters. And there's a lot of elements in the side characters that I really love. The potential for GL with Pa mm-hmm. and Ink that's kind of been building in the last couple episodes. I feel like the show has just... It's just so, there's something about it that just is so gripping. And I think it it really has to be the acting because I just, everything about their characters and the way they portrayed them, all of the characters, (laughs) even Y and and Korn, Drake as Korn, and all of the people who are supposed to be bad guys and the chaotic friend groups, like they're realistic as university students and they're also like really enjoyable to watch you know sometimes I struggle to watch the university Mm -hmm. and high school boy BLs because as a 27 year old I'm like really (laughs) I I don't enjoy watching these these kids anymore but I feel like they have made their characters realistic as queer characters and as people that it makes me still able to tap into their emotions mm-hmm. especially pran like i think nanan and has done an amazing job of pran and kind of portraying his feelings for pat and kind of him going through the struggles of wanting to please his family and wanting to give into his feelings mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff and it's just done such a good job like i i don't even know if i can pinpoint what i love so much about it but it's just like I'm always like waiting mm-hmm. for the next episodes and I feel like I'm gonna go into a very severe post bad buddy depression when it ends in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Can I just say, like this is like it's very shallow, but <laughs> why I liked him a lot more as an angry <laughs> Yeah, petty <laughs> guy. Then before you start simping, I'm just, dude. I, I the, that aspect of him like randomly falling in love with Pa. Yeah. I was like, okay, <laughs> that was that was fine. But it also like let let le- way to like ink kind of going into yeah, protective yeah. girlfriend mode. So I, in that way, yeah. I was like, I appreciate it, but. Yeah, Jimmy is has done a really great job of kind of, you know, knowing this is mm-hmm. like one of his first acting gigs, kind of having seen him talk in like some of the interviews he's done and stuff about having to portray his feelings as like being like mm-hmm. the betrayed best friend type thing. I think, you know, he's done a good job of bringing like oh, the anger and the, the anger pettiness. And <laughs> even though he outed them and mm-hmm. I don't know if I can yeah. forgive him for that, you know, but Jimmy, I still love you. <laughs> so it's okay. Well, I, I can say I like why. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, we're Y antis, but Jimmy and yeah. as acting as Y I'm is like here good stuff. For Jimmy always looking angry. I <laughs> <laughs> you're you're you like the look of the anger and you don't support, don't support the actions. The anger. <laughs> I like the look of it. So if he can just be the kindest person just looking angry, then <laughs> just look angry. <laughs> I can support that. <laughs> so for my second one, I have big surprise, not me. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> for all the same reasons Kayla mentioned, I think not me has done such a good job. And even like it's just been the three episodes. Mm. It's and it's so good to see off and gone on the screen again. And yeah. I know this is like one of your most anticipated of like I've the whole year, so I'm sure you're like it's finally here. This. Yeah, and it's just like the whole premise of the story, and like the more of a like darker theme and more violence involved. It, it just speaks to me. <laughs> this is my kind of thing. Mm. <laughs> I need the drama. I need the the violence. I need everything, and it's been delivering from the first episode. And, like, I love, like, the Mm. whole sort of bad boy vibe of it all. And, like I said, Off is Mm -hmm. just, he's bringing it. I mean, he looks so good trying to, like, be a bad guy. (laughs) Or bad guy (laughs) vibes. Because, like, it can be discussed. (laughs) But, yeah. I am really looking forward to more episodes. And I really, really hope it keeps going like i feel we are becoming becoming like gmm tv stands <laughs> <laughs> for real like why right. are there recent shows like so good usually i'm so it's i'm so underwhelmed by some mm-hmm. of the gmm tv shows because i feel like my expectations always yeah. end up not being met but like recently they've been really their a game saving all the good stuff until the end mm-hmm. of 2021 it seems <laughs> yep okay third one or first place. <laughs> first place. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> so for first place, I have A Tale of a Thousand Stars. Mm. I just love the plot. Like, Tien. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. As this kid who faces his own mortality and he goes to leave his privilege behind to live the life that his heart donor never could. Like, I just feel mm. like it's so touching. And we already established that I really love sad shit. So <laughs> it's very sad. I feel like this is one of the most beautifully directed BLs I've ever seen. Like P.O. is so good mm-hmm. at preserving the original story while modernizing it for the times with everything they had to change. Mm-hmm. And Mix, like Mix blew me away with his yeah. acting. He had me mm. crying from yes. the first episode to the last. And like, I will forever praise how well he is able to convey emotion through his eyes. Mm-hmm. I can't believe yeah. he's a rookie. Like he he really made the series. Yeah, I agree. But I think other than that, just like, it's so beautiful to watch, like the aesthetic of them being in the mountains with the cliffside and all of that and just the aesthetic or I guess like the story of how he is trying to count a thousand stars because Torfun couldn't. It's just mm. so good. Mm-hmm. It's so, uh, it's, I think I would recommend this series for two people who haven't watched BL mm-hmm. because it's yeah. just like so much more than just that. Like the story and the character mm-hmm. development that everyone has to go through is really touching. I 100% agree with that. So my number one was Lovely (laughs) Writer. (laughs) So not surprising Mm -hmm. that it showed up on all of our lists somewhere. But I think, you know, I've talked about it a lot throughout the year. I think a lot of the reason that I love this show so much was because from the very first episode, Jean as a character just like touched something in my soul. Like I saw so much of myself in him and his actions and his emotions and just the way he understood things and went through his life and and had his relationships with other people both platonic and romantic I feel like if this show hadn't had Gene as one of the main characters I probably still would have loved it but I think he as a character was one of the most enticing I guess I don't know if that's the right word aspects of the show for me just because I was so attached to him from the very beginning. And I was really impressed by Up, who was also a rookie actor. I think he'd only done a few like support roles here and there. And I feel like he just really brought his A game when it came to Gene and kind of understanding all of the different facets of that character and and really bringing it in the emotional scenes, like the coming out scenes and, and some of the scenes in the later episodes where, you know, things kind of hit the fan for them and they had to face the consequences of their relationship and things like that. And and beyond that, all of the aspects that they talked about of the industry that Kayla and Pixie have already touched on, the discrimination and, and the behind the scenes things and the bad side of fan service, how that can come back to bite people in the behind and, and kind of, you know, how having to consider fan service can impact your relationships with people in your cast and people in your real life mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. I feel like it's a very timely show. Like, you know, I feel like it was something that as BL gets bigger and continues to grow, like fans need to watch to understand. And obviously it's fictional, but there is, you know, you can tell that it's based on a lot of realism and, the way it's tackling some of these issues about what goes on in the industry from the fans to the, the series producers and the publishing houses and how every aspect of those things can impact people's real life relationships and, and their co-stars and everything like that. So it was definitely very timely series and I appreciated Mm -hmm. it for that. And just like on a very superficial note, I just think Cow and Upper very, like, yeah. I love the pairing, you know, from an aesthetic standpoint, it does kind of have like the smaller <laughs> person and the bigger person vibes that I, that, you know, you can't help mm-hmm. but love sometimes. And I just have come to really appreciate their friendship in real life and, and getting to know both of them more as individuals and as a pairing. So I've definitely kind of fallen onto the Cow Up train this year, which has definitely impacted my love for the series mm-hmm. as well, I think. Yep. Yeah. 
So my number one is also a tale of a thousand stars. <laughs> like for all the same reasons. And I I mean, this was a show that started at the beginning of last year and it still sits with mm-hmm. me. I still remember it. I still feel like it affected me. Like not in like a real life, everyday kind of thing, but it's just, it, made me feel something <laughs> so yeah. and it makes me kind of hold bl to a higher standard it's not enough mm-hmm. with the low budget sort of um, filming in one two rooms um, yeah it doesn't bls like that don't don't like catch my attention anymore as they like before we were like give us anything like we'll watch everything (laughs) yeah we barely had any BL to watch but now I'm more like I need quality Mm -hmm. I deserve more (laughs) of a tale of a thousand stars (laughs) I just we've seen how good it can be and now we know that we deserve better (laughs) we deserve better yeah we are funding this industry we deserve better (laughs) (laughs) yes so yeah I don't like have a lot to add on because Kayla touched on everything. But yeah, I just really enjoyed this show. And like I read the novel as well. Um, They did change a lot from what I remember, but it wasn't like anything I disagree with them changing, except for the one scene where Fufa out, like yells at the end in front of the whole village. Yeah, that that was mm-hmm. weird. That was very weird, and yeah. it's not in the book. So I was just like, mm, was that necessary? Yeah. But okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So yeah. I like that. Pixie and Kayla, your list were basically the same. <laughs> things in di- the same list, just in different it's orders. Have taste. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> so going on to something we all agree on (laughs) our collective top five worst bls of 2021 our fifth play play this i cannot talk is Nidiman the series and i know we kind of we struggled (laughs) with getting our fourth and fifth place in place <laughs> yeah because order, i mean yeah. like nidiman wasn't like it wasn't horrible it was it started good i remember that i actually liked it the first couple of episodes but it just got really boring really fast <laughs> so boring yeah. <laughs> just felt like nothing happened yeah. the entire show or they would try to make things happen and it felt so anticlimactic and I was just like what am I watching (laughs) there were like I did Mm -hmm. like like the main couple I thought they had you know potential and there were a couple episodes there where I really enjoyed like the way Mm -hmm. their story was developing but then you know every decent episode they had there would be the next three would just be like nothing nothingness and it just like watching it was such a it felt like a lot of the episodes were fillers like they were just filling out the time yeah I think you only had 10 episodes and like seven of them were filler episodes I mean so it wasn't on the part of the actors or anything like that I think it's a major fault of the script writer and I think the show wouldn't Mm -hmm. have had the numbers it had if like the k-pop stands hadn't gone like rapid about getting it cancelled <laughs> because it gave it more attention than it should have that did yeah. bring attention to it so people yeah. were watching it because they were curious and trying to see which character was which from got it was got seven right yeah 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 mm-hmm. i, I yeah. honestly didn't i didn't care but <laughs> <laughs> That's not why it's number five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. No, it was just super boring. And I don't think if anyone has been on the fence on watching it, yeah, don't bother. I mean, if you're super, 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 super bored, 
then maybe, but it'll just make you even more bored. So you'll fall asleep. <laughs> if you have like problem falling asleep, go for it. <laughs> you, it it'll you cure you. <laughs> no more insomnia. Yeah. Maybe I should try that. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It was rough. We watched it for because the patrons voted for it mm-hmm. for us to review. And I feel so bad because I, you know, I don't know what kind of review they were expecting, but we really just like ragged on yeah. the show. Oh my god! <laughs> just you like know, we're doing the now, show was so boring <laughs> that I forgot we even made that review. <laughs> same, same. I wouldn't have watched it if it wasn't for that review. Like, I have no idea what I said in that review. I completely forgot it. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I, I know I have oh, a bad boy. memory, but that even surprised me now. <laughs> That's like <laughs> it's repressed. Oh yeah. Repressed. Okay, now I'm pretty sure. Like I'm hundred percent sure that we made the right decision on adding that as number fifty. <laughs> put it on there. Liz. Oh my god! Yeah. So our fourth yeah. is Thorn Type Two: Seven Years of Love. Anyone wants to comment on that one? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like if you don't know how we feel about MAME series by now, I think you have not been paying attention mm-hmm. to our podcast at all. I feel like they took a story that was, in my opinion, pretty good and they ruined it, which yeah. always happens with second seasons. Yeah. Like, second they, season. it's yeah. like all their character development from season one just yeah. disappeared. Especially after being together for seven years, you think they would not still be fighting (laughs) and homophobic towards each other. It made no sense. You've been in a gay relationship for seven years and you're still homophobic. Yeah, and like the first two episodes is like, they're just making out everywhere. It's like typical MAME though. Like, Don't Say No was a lot of that too when they finally started doing it. But... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I just, I had, like, Thorn Tape, the first season was at least a little bit balanced. A little bit, (laughs) at least. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this was just, like, a pure, like, it felt like pure fan service. A season for fan service. That's it. And I am so surprised that people were calling it out for not showing enough of Thorn and Type. I'm just... (laughs) We've seen enough of Tharn and Tide. I do not need any more, honestly. That story has been told already. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like and no offense to like Mew yeah. and Golf, because they're awesome. And I would have loved to see them in a new show. Like a new story, not Tharn and Type. Yeah. We yeah. just don't need the characters of yep. Tharn and Type anymore. <laughs> yeah. And watching Leo and Fiat in Town Type Season 2 and then going to Don't Say No, especially with Fiat's character, the whiplash between those two shows and his character was just like insane. It was the same thing. Like he had, well, he was supposed to be the bad guy in Town Type Season 2, but he had like a very specific character archetype in that show. And then we got to Don't Say No and it's like <laughs> they forgot all of that. And he was just like, I mean, they did bring up some remnants of his slutty past, which I thought yeah. that was stupid to begin with. That they were like slut shaming him for having sex with people, but this is not about don't say no. But you know, he just felt like a completely yeah. different character, and you know, I think that's between Tarn Type to Tarn Type season two mm. to don't say no. I just think that those these series struggle with keeping up any type of. I just totally lost train of the word. I lost train of the word I was thinking about. Any type of extended like character growth and characterization mm. between their characters across mm. extended seasons and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm really, really frustrated at watch. how Mame writes her stories because she doesn't take into consideration the already established characters and mm-hmm. their personalities she's like a brand she's new sort character of changes story their personalities and yeah. the, the like backstory to fit the narrative that she wants in the new story mm-hmm. yeah that's exactly it <sighs> yeah that's why like there's barely yeah. any like character development in any of her stories yeah yeah 
they have it and then it's it's gone by the time you know if they come back for another season or a special episode it's like they're Mm -hmm. a completely new Mm -hmm. character i also think from a production standpoint the season two was too quiet like they didn't use any Mm. music at all Mm. so it made the scenes that were already long seem 10 times longer and that really bothered me the fact that there was just so much like empty silence and it wasn't even supposed to be Mm -hmm. intentional i don't think i feel like the whole thing sort of feels like a cash grab at this point like they're they're only making it to like get more cash out of tarn type and the whole fandom i yeah that was absolutely yeah, it. yeah. make it as cheap as possible because they're the tarn type she had universe. some drama too with uh, don't say no because she was reusing some scenes she got people to act in for free mm. and they had never signed up for using the scenes they filmed for tarn type 2 in don't say no Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's obvious like she's, they're cutting some corners trying to save money trying to get the most money out of it i'm yeah. i was really surprised that they actually got in like extras and stuff that they weren't paying they used fans you would think with how much money that production company yeah. probably has like they've been able to at least pay yeah people. and they're like <laughs> using fans and not paying them and g- giving them mm. empty promises and like even not like giving them food and stuff i mean what yeah no we're yeah, not gonna get into that yeah, drama it's... but yeah <laughs> <laughs> So our number three is My Sweet Dear. For those who don't know, it's a Korean drama. I said this before, I think in our Korean BL episode with Paroma, they banked on mm-hmm. having Jang Wee-soo in another BL drama and just expected that to carry the show mm-hmm. for whatever reason, even though he can <laughs> only do so much if he doesn't have any plot or characterization mm-hmm. or anything decent to work with i mean i'm sure he did bring some viewers in originally because you know people really love where your eyes linger. where your mm-hmm. eyes linger. that's the right yeah. series right yeah yeah okay <laughs> i w- thought about i feel you linger in the air and i thought i said the title wrong but yeah because people loved where your eyes linger so much you know i'm sure it did bring yeah. in some viewers at first but he can yep. only take it so far if there's the show has nothing else to yeah, offer. <laughs> like, I was fine the first episode I watched. I was just like, okay, this is a beginning. They're setting something up. Yeah. yeah the first episode, you can give him yeah, a little... Yeah, and then just little, nothing happened. A little... <laughs> and, mm-hmm. like, he's seriously... The main character has no personality. <laughs> Literally. What is happening? No, None of yeah. the characters are lovable. And I think it didn't help that... Korea released two cooking BLs one after mm. another and they were both like for yeah. me lackluster but my sweet dear was mm, I yeah think I was actually liked kind of tasty Florida I thought like they it would have been better if it was longer obviously but mm. I, I kind of like they yeah. at, at least they had like a premise and a story to go with it like sort yeah. of but <laughs> there was Somewhat. at least something <laughs> the bar there. is so low <laughs> But my sweet dear, there's nothing. It's nothing. The bar is so low and my sweet dear couldn't even Which hit is it. why it's higher on the list than Nitty Man. Because, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Nitty Man at least had some things here and there. Yeah, like we said, there is a story there. Every they once just in a while. filled with a lot of yeah. crap as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But this no was just story. no story, all crap. And the entire considering time. like the the Korean shows are so short as well, I'm I'm surprised they they didn't even manage to make a story in there. Like how hard <laughs> I can write a better script than that? Seriously, <laughs> Korea, yeah, you I need will to hire write for you. Story Contact me. Call me. <laughs> all, all of Korea. I have <laughs> ideas. The country of Korea. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, number two is no, if you've listened to this podcast before, you won't be surprised. We put call it what you want there because, mm. yeah, go ahead, Alexa. <laughs> oh. This series, I think it would not have made this list or maybe wouldn't have been at this spot 
on this list if it hadn't promised to be it wasn't something astonishing and this big expose and you know there were so many promises around what this series would be and what it would do for the energy and energy industry and how it would Mm -hmm. revolutionize things and it didn't deliver on any of that and you all know how we feel Mm -hmm. about the director of the show and sure maybe that plays into this in some aspect but you know if it had been something that was actually Mm. what he said it would be I feel like it I would have had Mm -hmm. different feelings about it as a series but you know it promised to be this this big expose and and something that you know would really show what the actors in the industry go through and how they're taken advantage of and in the end, there was nothing to it. And there was no sense of, here's what we can do to change yeah. this, the way that things happen in this industry. And here's how we can advocate for these actors. Like, it no. didn't have anything that actually tried to change what he is claiming was so, is what, what we know is so bad about the industry. You know, he w- wasn't actually doing anything to change yeah. it like he claimed uh-huh. he would, which I think is why it, it's yeah, so high I mean, on the in list. In the end, he was using the story of a young guy it wasn't even his story to begin with he was using it Mm -hmm. without permission because we know because someone asked him and he said so that he put this story out there without permission and earned money off of it and I'm just who is like using who like you're trying to expose the industry Mm -hmm. but then you're doing the exact same thing of like bringing up this history of this actor exploiting him to get money and to get people like even him trying to cast him in Mm -hmm. in the role of the series it's honestly really disgusting and the story in itself as a script like it's a fanfic (laughs) like it's a pure (laughs) fanfic (laughs) So, yeah, I if he hadn't inserted himself into the story, if he hadn't, like, used someone's, like, trauma to earn money, then maybe it could have been something. Like, even the title is stolen. <laughs> like, dude, call it what you want is a, is a song by Taylor Swift. And he's admitted that, that he called it that because he likes Taylor Swift. Like he, his news, new like, uh, yes, yeah, the, the world and it's the a Britney, Britney Spears, Spears song. Yeah. Like, hmm. how do you come off doing that? Like, where's the originality? And he keeps blowing up. Like he's trying, like going on Twitter saying that he's the only original out there, and like his stories are better than anyone else because he. But the actual stories don't, yeah. don't show that. And he was going <laughs> off like that he, when he was doing Secret Admirer, that he was like going to make this original thing, like without the tropes and all that. Like he didn't do the whole like, school thing. And and then he goes and does it. And then just, yeah, I'm sorry. That was a rant. <laughs> <laughs> I also think that the way he handled and depicted mental health in the mm-hmm. show was honestly very offensive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it is mm-hmm. actually in the second part or whatever, where he has someone who's going to commit suicide and then like it's cured by him sleeping with someone. Mm-hmm. And I just, that is, yeah. I find that so offensive and hypocritical that he would put that in when he is always trying to be an advocate for victims. Yeah, and he's used that card Mm -hmm. on Twitter a lot of times that like his mental health and that he wants to go kill himself and whatnot because he's getting so much harassment. I've seen... mm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he's actually tweeted that. (laughs) Also, this is kind kind of in the same place, but I feel like it's also feels a bit exploitative that he his new series is named after a Britney Spears song with mm-hmm. everything going on with her conservatorship and her being yeah. abused. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Look at the timing. Mm-hmm. Look at the timing. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's what we have to say. <laughs> we always get so heated <laughs> when we bring up this series. <laughs> we do. <laughs> so number one. <laughs> uh, this is controversial. <laughs> <laughs> history for close to you yeah 
Yeah. I mean, we did a whole episode on this. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> I feel like we went into a lot of detail already about why this show was just a hot mess from so many perspectives, whether it be the pseudo incest to the crappy writing to just so many different things yeah sexual assault another place where they're very much making a mockery of mental Mm -hmm. health and mental illness issues i mean you know we already spent so long talking about why the show is Mm -hmm. just not it i feel like it being number one on our list is Honestly, yeah, just I mean, like, like the top two places on this list was the the easiest ones for us to put there. Yeah, we were like <laughs> one and two, we got it. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, History four is like one of the places where I get really, really, really angry because I think like it's such mm-hmm. it, the whole story is so damaging because younger fans are going to see this and don't don't they won't understand. The romanticization yeah. is just—it's really yeah. Hard to you, watch. When you see arguments like that, yeah, it's okay that the stepbrother like did the whole rape thing and stuff because he's been in love with him from the start and he had a diary. And like when you see actual comments mm. like that, like this is no joke. That was Depending an actual comment yeah. in the comment section on Vicky. Not surprised. Yeah. And the show also had, like, a rating of 14. Yeah, we talked about that, how we were like, how is this okay for 14-year-olds to watch when there was very explicit sexual assault and explicit sexual content in general? Yeah, like, the the dream sequence when he's watching him in the tub and... The bathtub, yeah. yeah. The rating in itself is just... And I'm so surprised, too, because usually, like, typical yaoi content and anything like BL gets rated really high just because it's two men. It's like, it's it's queer. Mm -hmm. So it gets rated R. (laughs) And then they... Mm -hmm. Which is a whole other story in and of itself. But in this case, it seems like something that actually should have been deserving of a more mature rating in it not at all was not <laughs> yeah it's just yeah it I'm, just I'm, leaves me speechless like. yeah i'm so, I'm so <laughs> shell-shocked at like that this show even happened in 2021 like i cannot understand how that happened at yeah. all <laughs> yeah like we said in our deep dive into it it feels like it was pulled out of like 2015 mm-hmm. or 2016 and i just feel like at We're this better. point where we are socially, culturally in the industry, like something like this should not have made mm-hmm. it onto the air yep. in 2021. We are better but... than this, guys. Here we are. We need to hold <laughs> them to a higher standard. Yeah. Yeah. And history franchise needs to fire that writer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I really, I mean, it makes me really skeptical about whatever might come next in the franchise like Mm -hmm. i feel like that just really tainted what has for the most part been a very Mm. highly regarded franchise over the years and this just leaves like such a blight on the entire Mm -hmm. history franchise Uh yeah yep so and going off that uh, nice note (laughs) (laughs) we are ending on the best note ever (laughs) (laughs) so that's it for our episode this week whose top three best BL list do you agree with the most and what are your thoughts on our (laughs) love cast list for worst BLs of 2021 or do you have a completely different show on your own lists Uh, head on over to our socials and let us know if you enjoyed this episode please rate and review us on apple podcast and spotify subscribe to our youtube channel and share this episode with your bl loving friends you can also follow us on instagram twitter and tiktok where we love to interact with everyone links will be in the episode description If you'd like to support the podcast and help us to continue creating and releasing episodes, you can join our Patreon, where you'll receive exclusive access to the 
even only Discord server channels, guest announcements early, extra clips that didn't make it to the final episodes, and more. You can also send us a tip on coffee if you're unable to commit to a monthly support, or even check out our merch shop, lovecastpodcast.com. Any help is greatly appreciated. Thanks for joining us this week as we discussed our best and worst BLs of 2021. We hope you enjoyed it and we'd love to see your own list. Make sure to share them with us. So until next week, bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. The whole time I was watching it, I was like, there's no plot. Yeah. (laughs) There's no plot Mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. Nothing happens. It's so boring. And like. The main character is super boring. Like, he has no personality at all. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.